from the man who wrote the book on human behavior. A special edition. Richard Flint Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. You learn in life there are only three things that can motivate a human. And they're critical. We need to understand in any level of life, be it marriage, be it a friendship, be it business, people need to know that they matter. People need hugs. And people need mental hugs. You ever had a day that you went the extra mile and no one ever told you thank you? And as much as you enjoy doing it, those little words thank you are powerful words, are they not? You ever had a day that you needed an emotional hug? Emotional hug is not words. It's just knowing that someone is there because they want to be there, not because they have to be there. Hugs are psychologically important because they're a way of saying that I've noticed you, I'm paying attention to you, and I care about you. Second thing that motivates a human life is being part of a crusade. Someplace where they can go and not just show up, but their presence is first of all appreciated. I have 16 philosophies that hold my life together, and they are my core. And one of my 16 is this, never stay anywhere in life where your presence isn't appreciated. And I don't care what we're talking about, because people who do not appreciate you do not respect you. People who do not appreciate you take everything they can from you, and when they're finished with you, they just toss you aside. The third thing that motivates people is living their dream. I ask people all the time, if you could do anything that you wanted to do with your life, would you be doing what you're doing right now? You know that probably 95% of people tell me no. But what happens when this is your dream? What happens when where you are is where you know you belong as long as you're given this thing called life? The biggest question I get asked, why do you do what you do? And for me, the answer to that question is one word. I do what I do with my life because this is my passion. When I started this, I walked out of a counseling center in the Palm Beaches in Florida where I was making very good money, didn't know anybody anything. And within 37 hours, I was over $75,000 in debt. You think I didn't ask myself, what'd you just do? And I go through times where my passion is always there. But true or false, passion is stronger at some points in our life than it is at others. Second program I ever did with my life on a national level was with the Georgia Association of Realtors. They have a thing called the GRI program, Graduate Realtor Institute. You take X amount of hours to get accredited for your license. And they had asked me if I'd do a program on the realtor and the family. Because for years now, real estate has been the number two industry in divorce. Because of everything it brings. I was to do two days on the realtor and the family. I finished my first day and I was feeling great. Man, I just felt that I had done such a great job. I'm packing up my computer and everything and I'm... I'm getting ready to leave the room, and I see this lady, and she's just running at me, waving these papers at me. And she got to me, and she slapped me with the papers. She said, I don't know who you are, but you're the worst thing that I've ever spent two hours listening to. He says, I don't know what they're paying you, but she said, you ought to give them back the money. She said, here, read this. This is what I think about you. 
Well, I made a big mistake. I read it. And everything was about how terrible I was. And all of a sudden, I could feel my energy just draining. (laughs) Because I thought, I didn't sign on for this. I had a good life in that counseling center. And and people would come there and they loved me. Well, next morning I go back down and I'm setting up for the second session. And I look up and I see her come in the back door. And she's running at me again. And this time she has a three-ring binder. And I thought, my God, she's written an addendum. (laughs) And she laid it on the table in front of me and she ran over and she hugged me. Well, I didn't have time to look to see if she had a knife in her hands. And she said, I am so sorry. She says, I wasn't very nice to you last night. She said, I'm going through a horrific divorce, and everything you were talking about was not what I wanted to hear, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. It didn't take me long on the national speaker circuit to realize that I cannot change the world. And you've got to know that in some parts of me, that hurts. Because I can look around an audience, and I can see people and feel people whose lives are in pain. And I know if they'll just give me the opportunity, I can help them. I remember one night in a hotel room, after a long day on stage, sitting there by myself and writing one little sentence. You can't fix broken. I believe that only 2% of people are ever committed to improving their life. I think people love pain because pain gives them attention. I think the majority of people love problems because problems make other people feel guilty to take care of them. I walk into a lot of companies and the companies ask us, what's wrong with us? It's simple. You're not a company. You're an orphanage. And if you collected all of these dysfunctional people, you put them together in a dysfunctional environment, and you expect the company to grow. Can't happen. And once I realized that I could not change the world, and that I could not fix broken, I got into the essence of who I am and why I do what I do. I mean, you talk to Ian or you talk to Joe, you talk to any of us who live our life on the road. And I was on the road last year, 232 days. You talk to any of us and we're so passionate about what we're doing. And yet we walk into so many lives and so many situations where we know that our presence can bring value. We know that we can make a difference. We know that if people will just open their minds, we can create the presence they need but yet you understand something about human personalities. Most people want to improve their life as long as they don't have to change anything. And the thing that pushes me and drives me is that I am so passionate about what I do. But let me tell you something else about life. You got to protect your passion. Because can the wrong people suck the passion out of you? I mean, you understand how life works, don't you? you got little plugs all over your body. And every day when you get up and you walk out into your world, there's a whole collection of people with their little umbilical cords waiting on you. And they run over to you and they plug into you. 
And how many times do you hear, we have a problem? How many times do you find that people don't come to your life to add to your life, they come to steal from your life? If you don't control the plug-ins, you can't control the level of your passion. I know that what I'm doing with my life is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because you study this. When you're in the right place in your life and you're doing exactly with your life what you need to do, you get three things you'll never get at any other time in your life. And this is true about every dimension of your life. You get peace, joy, and happiness. How important is happiness? Can other people make you happy? You ever watch one person play with another person's happiness? They lift you up, and then when they're finished, they let you down. But yet, because we don't have that inner strength, we depend on other people for our happiness. We depend on people for our peace and for our joy. But the challenge with that is everything about your life is driven from the outside in. And you can't sustain passion when you're living from the outside in. You know, the other thing you get when you're living in a world where you know you're in the right place, you get a sense of fulfillment. How important is fulfillment? How important is it to know in your own life that you have done a great job? And isn't that an inward feeling? You know the third thing you get? You get a sense of freedom. How important is freedom? Do you know that most people live as an actor in someone else's play? Why? Because they don't believe in their self. And when you don't believe in you, you don't trust you. And when you don't have the belief and the trust, you don't have the confidence. So every day to live, what do you have to do? You got to get that from somebody else. And every day that you got to get it to someone else, you're not yourself. Do you think yesterdays can be very challenging to rise above? Most people are held hostage by the yesterdays of their life, the yesterdays that they never seem to be able to deal with. My greatest struggle in my life was my yesterday. I was born in New Orleans. Don't know anything about my real dad. If you could see my actual birth certificate, there's no father's name on it. It's blank. Only thing I know about my natural mother is that she was a prostitute in New Orleans, and I was the result of a one-night stand. Do you know how dirty that made me feel? I was adopted when I was two weeks old. Home I was adopted into was a very unusual home because my dad didn't talk and my mother screamed. And from the age of basically six to the age of 16, my mother would tell me every day of my life, you are the stupidest kid I've ever met in my life. Do you think that could affect a child? Or the thing that would rip my heart out? My mother would look at me and go, I'm sorry we ever adopted you. I don't love you. I have never loved you. And I promise you this, I will never love you. Did you know that when I was growing up, I never got a birthday cake or a birthday present? My sisters did. You have any idea what it would be like on Christmas Day to come down, there's that big tree, there's presents under the tree, and you watch your sisters open presents, and there's nothing there with your name on it. You think that could tear at you as a person? And for many years of my life, what I did is I lived from the outside in. 
letting everybody control my life because the thing that I wanted more than anything was to be loved. When I was a freshman in college, I went home to confront my mom and dad. My mother looked at me. She took off her apron, dropped it on the floor, picked up her purse, took out her car keys, walked out the back door, got in her car, and drove off. And I never saw her again. But you know what she did? She freed me. Do you know how much we live trying to prove ourselves to other people? And as long as we're trying to prove ourselves to other people, we have to give up being us. And do you understand? You'll never be good enough if you feel you have to prove yourself to other people. And the thing that makes life so powerful is when from the inside, you believe in you. You trust you. You have the freedom and the confidence in yourself to know that I can and I will. We need for people to like us. We need for people to accept us. And we wonder why so many times we live on a roller coaster up and down. It's because we can't sustain the most important thing that we have in life, and that's that feeling of passion, where I have a love affair with life. Now, Delta Airlines in the States, 13.765 million miles in their freaking flyer program. I know what a jet setter is. Why do I pay that price? Because I'm passionate about what I'm doing, and it's one of the price tags. Staying in a different hotel every night. And I get real nervous about these hotels that have gone green, because I know what they do. They just let it grow. <laughs> and when it gets it real green, they just turn the sheets over. Do you know that in my 34 years, I have been in 22 actual hotel fires? I didn't set any of them. <laughs> I have physically been on 19 airplanes where someone has died on the airplane. Twice they were seated next to me. And I wasn't even talking to them. <laughs> and sometimes in life, we live at crossroads, don't we? So many times in life, that word right there gets challenged in our life. And when that word becomes challenged, there is no growth in our life because passion is the front door to motivation. See, if you have no passion, you don't want to grow. You understand what happens to people and why people get stuck in their life? Because they've lost their passion. Do you think we can do what we do for our life for so long that it just becomes a routine? And do you think sometimes when you get into the world of routine, we don't look at the purpose for us being there? When you look at your life, are you happy with it? Are you fulfilled with it? Do you feel free in your life to be the person you were put on this earth to be? See, and if your life is not what you're designing, other people are designing it for you, it is challenging to maintain and sustain that word. So here's my thought. Passion is more than a love affair for what you're doing with your life. It's the inner battery that recharges your inner spirit from all the challenges, all the struggles, and events that deplete your spirit. My goodness, how many days have you gotten out of bed and got handed a surprise? How many days have you gotten up and you planned a great day, you walk in, the first person looks at you goes, we got a problem. 
Is it challenging sometimes to not get sucked into the problems? Let me tell you something. When I was 16, my dad handed me a suitcase and told me it was nice knowing me. And I have physically been my own since I was 16. Now, I had a choice, didn't I? I could go over there in that corner, and I could lay down in the fetal position and blame life and everything for what was happening to me. Or I could see it as something that I could rise above. Didn't see that in the beginning. But have you ever noticed sometimes God puts certain people in our life at certain times? Sometimes when we're at our lowest... It's almost like they just reach a hand out. They don't pick us up. They help us to stand up. And those people are always in our life. But the challenge is, if we live in a world where we struggle, if we live in a world where we have all these problems, if we live in a world where we can't see ourselves rising above, then every day we lack the passion to do what we need to do with that day. And this word passion is more than a love affair. It is the strength that holds your spirit together and formulates the motivation you have for life. As life begins to wear one down, they lack the energy necessary to recharge. You ever find it challenging to find some place to recharge? You ever tried to get away from people and they come looking for you? You ever had a time in your life that you wanted time just for you and you planned time for you, but someone needed you? Are you the type of personality, will you ever push yourself aside in order to take care of other people? What happens if others always know you'll compromise yourself for them? The result is a tired spirit and the inability to stay focused on what they need for continued movement forward. The result is a life lacking the passion necessary to keep a motivated spirit. And what's the last part? A clear head. You ever fight with yourself? What wears most people down? Checklist, okay? Working hard without desired results. Can that wear you down? Energy depletion by people. Every day people are plugging into you. You ever had a day where you've got a little twitch? You know what's happening? People are taking energy out of you. You ever wanted to tell somebody, would you just shut up? You ever had the conversation you wanted to have with somebody when they weren't there? What wears most people down? Always having a mess to clean up. You get up every day, don't you? And you just jump out of bed and you tell yourself, I can't wait to see what mess they're going to give me today where I can clean it up. Woo, doggy, I am pumped. (laughs) Resisting doing what you know you should do. How many of you do a to-do list? Stop it. They're negative. All you got to do is change one word and you change the structure. It's not to do, it's to achieve. To do is emotional, to achieve is your mind. You ever ended your day with more things on your list than you started with? And then try to rest that night. So, what does a tired spirit look like? Because if you get worn down, you're going to have a tired spirit. Another checklist. Time is something there's never enough of. You ever told somebody, if I just had one more hour? Wouldn't make a difference, would it? See, here's the thing you learn about time. Time is consistent. We're not. 
Do you understand what time is? My definition. It's the space between the day you were born and the day you die, and you get to fill in the blanks. Do you know that with every tick of the clock, you and I do one of four things with time. We waste it. You ever wasted time? Then you ever got frustrated because you wasted that time and now you don't have time to get things done? Or you abuse it. Or what most of us do, we spend our time getting ready, and by the time we're ready, we don't have any time. Or we invest it. Very few of us invest our time. What does a tired spirit look like? In one of aren't having fun. Do you think people know when we're not having fun? And how important is it in life that we have fun? God gave us two ways to handle stress. Laughter and tears. You ever notice how many people don't laugh today? How important is a smile? But what happens if the smile is not real? I mean, do you have time for fun in your life? Do you have time where you get to enjoy life other than work? What does a tired spirit look like? Resistance to change increases. It's not that we don't want to improve, but you know what? This change stuff, it's work. One guy told me, I've worked for years to get the way I am, and now you want me to be different. But if you and I are not changing, there's no growth. Even the little things create an emotional reaction. You ever done this? I didn't need this today. Why can't someone else take care of some of this stuff? Why does it always have to be me? What does a tired spirit look like? Don't have the energy to complete things. Do you understand that the real issue in life is not time mismanagement? The real issue in life is clutter. Do you understand clutter is anything we start that we don't complete? If I came to your life, would I find any stacks of things you're going to get to? Do you ever move stacks around to feel good? If you have a home office, have you ever noticed that when you turn the lights out, things move to the dining room table? (laughs) I love it when they send people to the airport to pick me up. I was in San Francisco, and I asked this lady, could we put my luggage in your trunk? Slammed the handle on the trunk, said, if you open this trunk, we'll never get it closed again. I'm in Dayton, Ohio. We're moving stuff around to put my bag in her trunk. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this blue shoe. Picks up and looks at it and goes, my God, been looking for this for three months. You ever seen people who can't park their car in their garage? Because everything they don't want in the house, it goes into the garage. And then my favorite is the top of your desk. See, here's what I know. If you're right-handed, if you're left-handed, just reverse the process. But if you're right-handed, I know that everything on the left-hand side of your desk, you're procrastinating with. And anything on the floor, you're avoiding. You ever done this? You ever gone to a time management seminar, learn how to manage your time, and you come back and tell somebody the next day, my day-to-day is all messed up because I went to a time management seminar and didn't get anything done? And if I hadn't gone to that time management seminar, I would have gotten something done. Not time, folks. It's clutter. In your world, does it ever get frustrating to never get caught up? Is there always one more thing to do? And when we don't complete things, the result is we start feeling and losing the energy of our life and our passion we can't sustain. So let me go back in my dictionaries with you and give you some terms. Tired. 
needing more energy than you can muster up to deal with what needs your attention. How about worn down? Your life feeling like a flat tire and you don't have a spare. Lack of direction? Knowing you need to do something, but not sure which way to turn. How do you sustain positive energy when every day the day is not complete? Frustrated. A gathering of negative emotions that keep bouncing off of each other. You ever had the inside of your life feel like a ping pong ball? Passion. Your constant inner well of bubbling energy that keeps filling you with positive energy which allows you to see beyond the jungle you find yourself standing in. And have you ever noticed that when you lack passion, you gain anger? And what's anger? It's a mixing bowl spinning faster than you can manage. That's anger. And folks, you hear me. The opposite of having passion is having anger. And if you and I are going to control anger, we have to increase our passion. So what power does passion bring to your life? Pushes you through the moments when your energy well is low. You ever had a time where you just had to summon up the energy and you had to get it done? The reason you do that is because of the passion you have for what you're doing and you don't want to let people down. What power opens you to facing your life with personal truth? Do you always want everyone in your life to be totally honest with you? No. No? What is wrong with her? And I bet she's the only one here. See, I learned in the counseling room, most people want honesty as long as it's not honest. You ever notice that honesty that you speak that people don't want to hear, they translate into criticism? You ever heard somebody tell you, now, I'm only saying this to you because I love you. Man, all I wanted to do, I just wanted to give you some constructive criticism. You know, that's an oxymoron. Do you know what they're telling you? I'm going to have fun to rip you apart, and I'm doing it, and you hear it because I'm doing it out of love. No, they're not. Opens you to facing your life with personal truth because you know you can't grow without honesty. Work ethic. We're challenged with the work ethic. And we live in a world today where everybody feels they're entitled to be taken care of. Someone should do everything for them, and there is no work ethic. But I tell you what, when you have passion, that passion drives you, and it drives you to be the best that you can be, and that work ethic becomes a byproduct of that. What power, resilience in the midst of wanting to resist. Resilience is the second most beautiful word in language. You know what resilience is? You can knock me down, but you can't keep me down. No one can create passion for you. It's personal. I get in trouble for saying this. I do not believe in positive mental attitude. I think positive mental attitude was created for psychological cripples. You ever gone through the rah, rah, rah meeting? I mean, you're so pumped up, you don't drive home, you carry your car home. (laughs) Passion is the power for you to become the creator of your own life. So I want to put a couple of words in front of you because 
One of these words is a word I coined about 15 years ago, and we actually trademarked it. But it's knowing the difference between burnout and flameout. Flameout, my definition. When the internal fire for what you're doing is not out, it's just not burning as brightly as it once did. But with the right understanding and guidance, you can rekindle the flame. You ever gone through flameout? Man, you're tired. There's been no time for you. Everybody's taken from you. And it's not that you don't love what you do. It's just you've not had the time to replenish your energy. Look at flameout. Flameout is where the depletion of passion starts. If it's not dealt with, then burnout is the result. So what does a life-facing flameout look like? Fear of the unknown is guiding decisions. Your energy starts to weaken. Lost the desire to tackle issues. Issues are a fact of life. When you don't face them, you strengthen them. That will weaken your energy. A lack of adventure creeps in. Without adventure, you're trapped in believing this is all there is. That will weaken your energy. Making excuses becomes justified. Excuses give you a reason to procrastinate. The result is a depletion of your energy. Everything looks too difficult. When everything looks too difficult, your feeling is why try. That will shut down your imagination and steal energy. Others become your justification. When you can't see past others, you're trapped in whatever they're doing to you. That will weaken your resolve. Under stress is a constant feeling. The greater your level of stress, the more tired you become. That will steal energy from you. And I hope none of you talk about the fact, I work better under pressure. You don't. You exhaust yourself under pressure and you wear yourself out. Stress is a fact of life. And if I could take all the stress out of your life, you'd be dead in two and a half minutes. That is a medical fact. It's not doing away with stress. It's learning to control the stress in your life. The energy you need just isn't there. So what about this thing called burnout? Look at my definition. When the internal fire for what you're doing is out and nothing anyone can do can rekindle the flame. As good as I am, I could not rekindle the flame. Because once burnout is there, you're done. So... Flame out is the result of letting emotional issues pile up to the point you can't see beyond them. At that point, you live like a blind person seeking to feel your way through the situation. So when a life has suffered burnout, what does it look like? Brick wall has been built and supported by behavior. That brick wall is where you hide so you don't have to face your life. Unwilling to address the issues that need your attention. You know they are there and need your attention, but you don't want anything to do with them. Resistance sets in. The war inside you is controlled by the anger that has taken over your life. No new idea can excite you. Ideas can be presented to you that you know need to be implemented, but you have shut your imagination and locked the door to doing anything. Only thing you want is out. Only thing you want to do is run away. Challenges, you don't have anywhere to go. So you know what you do? You hide in your business. 
You know how many people use their business as their place of escape? Upset with what your life hasn't achieved. You can no longer see any good in your life. It's all about what your life has taken from you. And then the creative part of your mind has shut down. You've shut and locked the door to doing anything that means you have to step up. If you face flame out, you can avoid burnout. If you just ignore the symptoms of flame out, you can't stop burnout from happening. And then what do you do? You don't live because you don't have energy. You exist because you don't have anything else to do. So, burnout is the major cause of one's loss of passion. What does burnout steal from you? Stability, the desire to do anything, enthusiasm, alignment to a dream, love for life. I would not want to be that person. Burnout leaves you without passion, which makes you an empty vessel wandering through the time you have on this earth. Passion is your inner well of positive energy that keeps your life flowing with purpose, with drive, with motivation, and the willingness to do what needs to be done to continue to move forward. So, you stay around me long enough, you'll know that most every process that I develop has seven parts to it. Why? Because seven is the perfect number. Seven is the number where there's clarity involved in it. So, if you and I want the life that we were put here to have, if you and I want to create a presence that has presence when we're not present, there's seven keys. And they come in one order. You rearrange the order, the whole thing falls apart. Step number one. Pause, reflect, know where you are, and continue to push yourself for it. You can't grow all the time. There must be reflection time. You must have reflection time to keep your passion flowing. The keys to pausing, reflecting, and knowing where you are, keep your purpose clear. Why am I doing this? What's the reason that I'm investing my life in this? Am I really investing my life or just spending time here because I don't have any place else to go? Energy must be monitored. And you've got to be honest enough with yourself to know when things are happening that are stealing your energy, and then you've got to pause and reflect. Yield when you know the pace is too fast. And you know that because you're missing life. You're missing things. The hardest thing I have to teach all my mentoring students is pace. Slow down. Because we live in this world that says we've got to be faster and faster and faster. But yet, the slower you move, the more you're going to get done. When I'm not on the road, I love to play golf. It is one of my passion things. And I can go out for three and a half, four hours and turn the world off. And golf, to me, is one of the silliest games in the world because it does not make sense. The slower you swing the club, the further the ball goes. That's not natural. But you see, that's the way we've been taught in life. Speed up, do more, try to achieve more. Run, Forrest, run. And the faster we move, the less proficient we are at what we seek to do. Stay centered. Stay within yourself. Live from the inside out, not the outside in. Number two, adjust. Don't trap yourself in sameness. Without adjustments, you trap yourself in a routine, which will create sameness, which will result in each day being a repeat of where you've already been. Passion can't grow in sameness. 
Do you understand that a big part of life is about adventure? You understand the reason most people don't seek adventure is because of their fear of the unknown? People want to predict their life. So if I can't predict it, and because I don't trust myself, I'm now stuck. But if I'm going to strengthen my passion, I have to understand I've got to make adjustments. Achieving this? Keep your eyes on the terrain. Any of you ever tripped and fallen because you weren't paying attention? You ever get up and just hope that nobody saw you? Is it true that in life the terrain is always evolving? That where you were yesterday and where you were in your growth look this way. But today because you've improved and you've grown, now there's a different scenario that's here. You want to do something interesting. If you ever go hiking, walk a trail and then turn around and walk it backwards. Walk it from the opposite direction. And you'll see things you never saw. Why? Because we get so entrenched and living in defined patterns of behavior, we can't see the adjustments that we need to make. Examine what is with an open mind. Your desire to go forward must be filled with discipline. People ask me all the time, Richard, what's the one behavior I need to bring to my life if I'm going to succeed? Discipline. Do you understand what discipline is? Keeping your feet nailed to the fire. You know what you need to do, do it. Stay centered. Believe in, trust yourself. Be confident in who you are. Number three, self-improvement is a continual process. Continual improvement is not what you talk about doing. It's about what you implement that keeps your life moving forward. Improvement is manna for passion. I bet you something. I bet you every penny in Joe's checking account that my life is as busy as your life. I bet I run at the same kind of pace that you run. Secret is I manage my pace. Do you know that I still write for two hours every single morning of my life? I still read an average of six books a month. I listen to CDs. I listen to programs. Even listen to my own and think, that guy's good. Because if I stop feeding my mind, I start increasing my emotions. What controls your emotion is mental improvement. And you've got to be sharper today than you've ever been in your life because of everything that life tends to throw at us. So to achieve this, keep your imagination searching. I've written 19 books. i got 10 more books I'm going to write. i got them all outlined. But I know what I want to do. I know the direction I want my life to go. And to do that, you've got to keep your imagination searching. Entertaining new ideas must be a driving force. Don't let what is become the only thing that is. Continue to search. You still want more for your life. Stay centered, inside out. Four, stay within yourself. Don't give control of your life away. It's hard for people sometimes to really accept this thought, but it is so real. The more you want to do with your life, the fewer people you can have in your life. You ever had a negative person in your life? You ever had them wear you down? You think they're negative by accident? No, folks. Negative people are negative because that's a designed behavior. You have to understand all behavior has an agenda. And the agenda of negative people is just two things, manipulation and control. If you've had a negative person in your life, could they ever get to you with guilt? 
and they can make you feel guilty for something you have nothing to feel guilty about. And you understand that in order to grow, you've got to be willing to eliminate people. Now, I'm not talking about just throwing people out. I'm talking about giving them an opportunity. Richard, I need to apologize to you because I've allowed you to bring behaviors to my life that are not acceptable. I need to tell you, I'm sorry that I let you do this. But understand, no more. Now, we have a choice. We can structure and strengthen that behavior and walk together. Or if you don't want to do that, we can walk away. Your choice. Do you know how many people live a life that's not living because of the negative people in their life? We don't want to hurt them, so we torture ourselves. The key to achieving this, keep your energy flowing from the inside out. Excuse those from your life who want to own you. You must believe in and trust yourself. Stay centered. Know who you are, know what your life is about, know what your talents are, and every day strengthen your life because of your behavior. Number five, include only those who believe in and support you. Don't give others space. The others in your life are really important to where you are going. The wrong people feed you the wrong information. Passion needs a positive support group. Never keep anyone in your life who's not part of your fan club. Achieving this, keen sense of motive required here. Encourage others to be open with you because everything is on the table with us. Everything is open. Stay centered. Number six, man, this is challenging. Open yourself to the truth of what is. For a life to grow, it's four steps. One order. Number one, face what is. What's the truth in my life? What is it I need to be involved in? What do I need to be looking at? What do I need to be working on? Where do I need to be improving? What behaviors do I need to deal with? Step number two, redesign what has been. If I know what it is I need to face, now I've got to redesign it. Do you know that redesigning is more challenging than facing something? You ever face something with honesty, and then when it came to redesigning it, you had a reason not to? And then step number three, strengthen what makes you good. I watch so many people who talk about the fact you need to work on what's wrong in your life. Let me tell you something, folks. You can work so hard on something that's wrong in your life, you lose what's good in your life. Strengthen yourself. Work from the good. Work from your talents. Work from where you are. Put people in your life who are strong where you're weak. Surround yourself with people. And then step number four. Surround yourself with people who love and support you. Truth is a must part of the foundation to strengthening passion. To achieve this, keep clarity as a driving force. You can boil life down to one question. And if you can live with this question as the foundation of decision, you'll be amazed what happens. Before you say yes to anything in your life, Take a deep breath because it slows me down. And you ask yourself one question. Will this decision feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? You want to know reality about life? Give me ten people. Give them that question. Eight of them will choose confusion. Isn't that sad? 
You ever known someone who knew exactly what they needed to do and chose the opposite direction and then wanted to run around blaming people? I would promise you, if you make that question a foundation for your life, you'll simplify your life. Open yourself to truth. Examine your behavior on a regular basis. Yearning for improvement must be a driving force. Stay centered. And then number seven. Never run from what you know you must face. Running wears you down and steals the energy needed to strengthen your passion. Facing what is recharges you. Folks, you can't run from life because life is always in front of you. And everything you think you're running from, you're actually running toward to achieve this. Keep yourself focused on the now. Do you have yesterday? Yesterday is your history. Do you have tomorrow? Nope, that's your future. What do you have now? Will what I do with now create the tomorrow I will have? Examine and understand your fears. Fear is huge. You must be willing to confront. Learn my lesson. Anything you don't confront in life, you validate. Once you validate it, it's not the other person's issue. Because from there on out, all they're doing is what you've given them permission to do. And you know the S. Stay centered. Last thought. A life without passion is a life that is existing in what it has accepted as the way it will be. Do you know how sad that is? The result is an empty light designing a self-destructive process that will eventually destroy everything it touches. You can only go in circles without passion. You go forward when your passion is strong. You have the life that you want? Do you need to improve areas of it? Maybe it's the relationship with yourself. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's at work. But you can't improve anything until you have that inner fuel, that inner love, that inner spark. That's called passion. Passion.